the fourth book of the odysseys of homer part one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil schempf the fourth book of the odysseys of homer part one translated by george chapman the argument receive now in the spartan court telemachus prefers report to menelaus of the throng of wooers with him and their wrong atrides tells the greeks retreat and doth a prophecy repeat that proteus made by which he knew his brother's death and then doth show how with calypso lived the sire of his young guest the wooers conspire their prince's death whose treachery known penelope in tears doth drown whom pallas by a dream doth cheer and in similitude appear a fair iphthymia known to be the sister of penelope another argument delta hereof the sire the son doth hear the wooers conspire the mother's fear in lacedaemon now the nurse of wales these two arrived and found at festivals with mighty concourse the renowned king his son and daughter jointly marrying elector's daughter he did give his son strong megapenthes who his life begun by menelaus's bondmaid whom he knew in years when helen could no more renew in issue like divine hermione who held in all fair form as high degree as golden venus her he married now to great achilles son who was by vow betrothed to her at troy and thus the gods to constant loves give nuptial periods whose state here passed the myrmidons rich town of which she shared in the imperial crown with horse and chariots he resigned her to mean space the high huge house with feast did flow of friends and neighbors joying with the king amongst whom did a heavenly poet sing and touch his harp amongst whom likewise danced two who in that dumb motion advanced would prompt the singer what to sing and play all this time in utter court did stay with horse and chariot telemachus and nestor's noble son pisistratus whom etionius coming forth descried and being a servant to the king most tried in care and his respect he ran and cried guests jove kept menelaus to such men as are for form of high saturnius's strain inform your pleasure if we shall unclose their horse from coach or say they must dispose their way to some such house as may embrace their known arrival with more welcome grace he angry answered thou didst never show thyself a fool boethides till now but now as if turned child a childish speech vents thy vain spirits we ourselves now reach our home by much spent hospitality of other men nor know if jove will try with other after once our state again and therefore from our feast no more detain those welcome guests but take their steeds from coach and with attendance guide in their approach this said he rushed abroad and called some more tried in such service that together bore up to the guests and took their steeds that sweat beneath their yokes from coach at mangers set wheat and white barley gave them mixed 
and placed their chariot by a wall so clear it cast a light quite through it and then they led their guests to the divine house which so fed their eyes at all parts with illustrious sights that admiration seized them like the lights the sun and moon gave all the palace threw a lustre through it satiate with whose view down to the king's most bright kept baths they went where handmaids did their services present bathed balmed them shirts and well-napped weeds put on and by atrides side set each his throne then did the handmaid royal water bring and to a laver rich and glittering of massy gold poured which she placed upon a silver cauldron into which might run the water as they washed then set she near a polished table on which all the cheer the present could afford a reverend dame that kept the larder set a cook then came and divers dishes born thence served again furnished the board with bowls of gold and then his right hand given the guests atrides said eat and be cheerful appetite allayed i long to ask of what stock ye descend for not from parents whose race nameless end we must derive your offspring men obscure could get none such as you the portraiture of jove sustained and sceptre-bearing kings your either person in his presence brings an ox's fat chine then they up did lift and set before the guests which was a gift sent as an honour to the king's own taste they saw yet twas but to be eaten placed and fell to it but food and wine's care passed telemachus thus prompted nestor's son his ear close laying to be heard of none consider thou whom most my mind esteems the brass-work here how rich it is in beams and how beside it makes the whole house sound what gold and amber silver ivory round is wrought about it out of doubt the hall of jupiter olympius hath of all this state the like how many infinites take up to admiration all men's sights atrides overheard and said loved son no mortal must affect contention with jove whose dwellings are of endless date perhaps of men some one may emulate or none my house or me for i am one that many a grave extreme have undergone much error felt by sea and till the eighth year had never stay but wandered far and near cyprus phoenicia and sidonia and fetched the far-off ethiopia reached the arembi of arabia and libya where with horns use yean their lambs which every full year use are three times dams where neither king nor shepherd want comes near of cheese or flesh or sweet milk all the year they ever milk their ewes and here while i erred gathered means to live one murderously unwares unseen bereft my brother's life chiefly betrayed by a zebhorid wife so hold i not enjoying what you see and of your fathers if they living be you must have heard this since my sufferings were so great and famous from this palace here so rarely well built furnished so well and substanced with such a precious deal of well-got treasure banished by the doom of fate and erring as i had no home and now i have and use it not to take the entire delight it offers but to make continual wishes 
that a triple part of all it holds were wanting so my heart were eased of sorrows taken for their deaths that fell at troy by their revived breaths and thus i sit here weeping mourning still each least man lost and sometimes make mine ill in pain just tears for their loss my joy sometimes i breathe my woes for in annoy the pleasure soon admits satiety but all these men's wants wet not so mine eye though much they move me as one sole man's miss for which my sleep and meat even loathsome is in his renewed thought since no greek hath won grace for such labours as laertes son hath wrought and suffered to himself not else but future sorrows forging to me hells for his long absence since i cannot know if life or death detain him since such woe for his love old laertes his wise wife and poor young son sustains whom knew with life he left as sireless this speech grief to tears poured from the son's lids on the earth his ears told of the father did excite who kept his cheeks dry with his red weed as he wept his both hands used therein atrides then began to know him and did strife retain if he should let himself confess his sire or with all fitting circumstances inquire while this his thoughts disputed forth did shine like to the golden distaff decked divine from her bed's high and odiferous room helen to whom of an elaborate loom addressed a set a chair alcipe brought a piece of tapestry of fine wool wrought philo a silver cabinet conferred given by alcandra nuptially endeared to lord polybius whose abode in thebes the egyptian city was where wealth and heaps his famous house held out of which did go in gift to atrides silver bathtubs two two tripods and of fine gold talents ten his wife did likewise send to helen then fair gifts a distaff that of gold was wrought and that rich cabinet that philo brought round and with gold ribbed now of fine thread full of which extended crowned with the finest wool of violet gloss the golden distaff lay she took her state chair and a footstool stay had for her feet and of her husband thus asked to know all things is it known to us king menelaus whom these men commend themselves for that our court now takes to friend i must affirm be i deceived or no i never yet saw man nor woman so like one another as this man is like ulysses son with admiration strike his looks my thoughts that they should carry now power to persuade me thus who did but know when newly he was born the form they bore but tis his father's grace whom more and more his grace resembles that makes me retain thought that he now is like telemachus then left by his sire when greece did undertake troy's bold war for my impudency's sake he answered now wife what you think i know the true cast of his father's eye doth show in his eye's order both his head and hair his hands and feet his very fathers are of whom so well remembered i should now acknowledge for me his continual flow of cares and perils yet still patient 
but i should too much move him that doth vent such bitter tears for that which hath been spoke which shunning soft show see how he would cloak and with his purple weed his weepings hide then nestor's son pisistratus replied great pastor of the people kept of god he is ulysses son but his abode not made before here and he modest too he holds it an indignity to do a deed so vain to use the boast of words where your words are on wing whose voice affords delight to us as if a god did break the air amongst us and vouchsafe to speak but me my father old duke nestor sent to be his consort hither his content not to be heightened so as with your sight in hope that therewith words and actions might inform his comforts from you since he is extremely grieved and injured by the miss of his great father suffering even at home and few friends found to help him overcome his too weak sufferance now his sire is gone amongst the people not afforded one to check the miseries that mate him thus and this the state is of telemachus o oh god said he how certain now i see my house enjoys that friend's son that for me hath undergone so many willing fights whom i resolved past all the grecian knights to hold in love if our return by seas the far-off thunderer did ever please to grant our wishes and to his respect a palace and a city to erect my vow had bound me whither bringing then his riches and his son and all his men from barren ithaca some one sole town inhabited about him battered down all should in argos live and there would i ease him of rule and take the empery of all on me and often here would we delighting loving each other's company meet and converse whom nothing should divide till death's black veil did each all overhide but this perhaps hath been a mean to take even god himself with envy who did make ulysses therefore only the unblessed that should not reach his loved country's rest these woes made every one with woe in love even argive helen wept the seed of jove ulysses son wept atreus's son did weep and nestor's son his eyes in tears did steep but his tears fell not from the present cloud that from ulysses was exhaled but flowed from brave antilochus's remembered dew whom the renowned son of the morning slew which yet he thus excused o atreus's son old nestor says there lives not such a one amongst all mortals as atrides is for deathless wisdom tis a praise of his still given in your remembrance when at home our speech concerns you since then overcome you please to be with sorrow even to tears that are in wisdom so exempt from peers vouchsafe the like effect in me excuse if it be lawful i affect no use of tears thus after meals at least at night but when the morn brings forth with tears her light it shall not then impair me to bestow my tears on any worthy's overthrow it is the only right that wretched men can do dead friends to cut hair and complain but death my brother took whom none could call the grecian coward you best knew of all i was not there nor saw but men report antilochus excelled the common sort for footmanship 
or for the chariot race or in the fight for hardy hold of place o friend said he since thou hast spoken so at all parts as one wise should say and do and like one far beyond thyself in years thy words shall bounds be to our former tears o he is questionless a right-born son that of his father hath not only won the person but the wisdom and that sire complete himself that hath a son entire jove did not only his full faith adorn when he was wedded but when he was born as now saturnius through his life's whole date hath nestor's bliss raised to as steep a state both in his age to keep in peace his house and to have children wise and valorous but let us not forget our rear feast thus let some give water here telemachus the morning shall yield time to you and me to do what fits and reason mutually this said the careful servant of the king as phalion poured on the issue of the spring and all to ready feast set ready hand but helen now on new device did stand infusing straight a medicine to their wine that drowning care and angers did decline all thought of ill who drunk her cup could shed all that day not a tear no not if dead that day his father or his mother were not if his brother child or chieftest dear he should see murdered then before his face such useful medicines only born in grace of what was good would helen ever have and this juice to her polydamna gave the wife of thone an egyptian born whose rich earth herbs of medicine do adorn in great abundance many healthful are and many baneful every man is there a good physician out of nature's grace for all the nation sprung of paean's race when helen then her medicine had infused she bade pour wine to it and thus speech used atrides and these good men's sons great jove makes good and ill one after other move in all things earthly for he can do all the woes past therefore he so late let fall the comforts he affords us let us take feast and with fit discourses make merry nor will i other use as then our blood grieved for ulysses since he was so good since he was good let us delight to hear how good he was and what his sufferings were though every fight and every suffering deed patient ulysses underwent exceed my woman's power to number or to name but what he did and suffered when he came amongst the trojans where ye grecians all took part with sufferance i in part can call to your kind memories how with ghastly wounds himself he mangled and the trojan bounds thrust thick with enemies adventured on his royal shoulders having cast upon base abject weeds and entered like a slave then beggar-like he did of all men crave and such a wretch was as the whole greek fleet brought not besides and thus through every street he crept discovering of no man known and yet through all this difference i alone smoked his true person talked with him but he fled me with wiles still nor could we agree till i disclaimed him quite and so as moved with womanly remorse of one that proved so wretched an estate whate'er he were won him to take my house and yet even there 
till freely i to make him doubtless swore a powerful oath to let him reach the shore of ships and tents before troy understood i could not force on him his proper good but then i bathed and soothed him and he then confessed and told me all and having slain a number of the trojan guards retired and reached the fleet for slight and force admired their husband's death by him the trojan wives shrieked for but i made triumphs for their lives for then my heart conceived that once again i should reach home and yet did still retain woe for the slaughters venus made for me when both my husband my hermione in bridal room she robbed of so much right and drew me from my country with her slight though nothing under heaven i here did need that could my fancy or my beauty feed her husband said wife what you please to tell is true at all parts and becomes you well and i myself that now may say have seen the minds and manners of a world of men and great heroes measuring many a ground have never by these eyes that light me found one with a bosom so to be beloved as that in which the accomplished spirit moved of patient ulysses what brave man he both did act and suffer when he won the town of ilion in the brave built horse when all we chief states of the grecian force were housed together bringing death and fate amongst the trojans you wife may relate for you at last came to us god that would the trojans glory give gave charge you should approach the engine and diphobus the godlike followed thrice ye circled us with full survey of it and often tried the hollow crafts that in it were implied when all the voices of their wives in it you took on you with voice so like and fit and every man by name so visited that i ulysses the king diomede set in the midst and hearing how you called tydides and myself as half appalled with your remorseful plaints would passing fain have broke our silence rather than again endure respectless their so moving cries but ithacus our strongest fantasies contained within us from the slenderest noise and every man there sat without a voice anticlus only would have answered thee but his speech ithacus incessantly with strong hand held in till minerva's call charging thee off ulysses saved us all telemachus replied much greater is my grief for hearing this high praise of his for all this doth not his sad death divert nor can though in him swelled an iron heart prepare and lead then if you please to rest sleep that we hear not will content us best then argive helen made her handmaid go and put fair bedding in the portico lay purple blankets on rugs warm and soft and cast an arras coverlet aloft they torches took made haste and made the bed when both the guests were to their lodgings led within a portico without the house atrides and his large train wearing spouse the excellent of women for the way in a retired receipt together lay the morn arose the king rose and put on his royal weeds his sharp sword hung upon his ample shoulders forth his chamber went and did the person of a god present telemachus accosts him who begun speech of his journey's proposition and what my young ulyssian hero 
provoke thee on the broad back of the sea to visit lacedaemon the divine speak truth some public good or only thine i come said he to hear if any fame breathed of my father to thy notice came my house is sacked my fat works of the field are all destroyed my house doth nothing yield but enemies that kill my harmless sheep and sinewy oxen nor will ever keep their steels without them and these men are they that woo my mother most inhumanely committing injury on injury to thy knees therefore i come to attend relation of the sad and wretched end my erring father felt if witnessed by your own eyes or the certain news that fly from others knowledges for more than is the usual heap of human miseries his mother bore him too vouchsafe me then without all ruth of what i can sustain the plain and simple truth of all you know let me beseech so much if ever vow was made and put in good effect to you at troy where sufferance bred you so much smart upon my father good ulysses part and quit it now to me himself in youth unfolding only the unclosed truth he deeply sighing answered him o shame that such poor vassals should affect the fame to share the joys of such a worthy's bed as when a hind her calves late farrowed to give suck enters the bold lion's den he roots of hills and herby valleys then for food there feeding hunting but at length returning to his cavern gives his strength the lives of both the mother and her brood in deaths indecent so the wooer's blood must pay ulysses powers as sharp an end o would to jove apollo and thy friend the wise minerva that thy father were as once he was when he his spirits did rear against philomulides in a fight performed in well-built lesbos where downright he struck the earth with him and gat a shout of all the grecians oh if now full out he were as then and with the wooers coped short-lived they all were and their nuptials hoped would prove as desperate but for thy demand enforced with prayers i let thee understand the truth directly nor decline a thought much less deceive or soothe thy search in aught but what the old and still true spoken god that from the sea breathes oracles abroad disclosed to me to thee i'll all impart nor hide one word from thy solicitous heart end of the fourth book part one